You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to Level 4 of the Nintendo Club Podcast. My name is Mark Grancher. I'm joined, as always, by Timothy Chatton. How are you going, Timothy? I'm really excited with E3 going on this week. It's been... Uh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Fantastic. And you know what? It's going to be a... Um, a mega show. This is going to be an, a mega show. I, you know, we'll probably go for an hour if we go for 10 minutes. Now, the one thing we do need to do, we need to do some housekeeping first because Tim Robertson, who uh, does the Tech Fan podcast on the Stoplight Network, same network as we're a part of, uh, he had some feedback on our very first episode. And when I say some feedback... Um, he wrote a book, basically. He, it was at least a chapter. And, uh, yeah. you know, some of it we, we sort of go, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. And some of it we go, uh, some no. Re- yeah. <laughs> so let, let's go through it a, a, a little bit. So this is what Tim had to say. While I have not listened to the newest episode yet, I did want to comment on your first episode. As you know from TechFan, I own a Wii U. Heck, I own every major Nintendo console ever made. And remembering when the NES was something new. Yes, I'm old. Tim? Yes, you are. Anyway, I had to... <laughs> He's asked yep. for replies, so, you know, I've, I've got to sure, reply. Sure, yeah, we'll all pause throughout these paragraphs to address Abs- Absolutely. If he's old, he's old. I mean, what am I going to do? Uh, while I disagree with you both on why the Xbox and PS2, 3, 4 is not, a, is not as good as Nintendo hardware, I won't argue the point. You had quite a few facts wrong, but opinions are different. So, okay, Tim, um, opinions are opinions and facts are facts. So, yeah. Yep. That contradicts itself. Um, I like all video game consoles and buy play them all. Each has its highs and lows. And, you know, I I think... Sure. Sure they do. Yeah. You know, that's that's a very fair assumption. I appreciate some consoles' highs more than others' highs. So, like, Nintendo's highs, for me, are higher than, you know, PlayStation or Xbox. But if you're of a different mindset, you know, Microsoft might have better high points than Nintendo or Sony. So... Yeah, that's why there's choice, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think really we're, we're going to see a low point um, with the new Xbox. The Xbox One, there's a lot oh, of bad yeah. press surrounding that and well, their used yeah. game policy and, and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I think like that's that. another discussion. We have a whole, I think, oh, section it, on used it, games it is. We'll so, get to that um, later. It's pretty bad. Yeah, so and anyway, next, uh, next section. With that in mind, know that the Wii U and potential future hardware from Nintendo is probably doomed. Now, so this I part, when I see doomed, that means, uh, uh, to me, it means you're buying into the link bait that presses propaganding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. That, to me, is a red flag that you're buying into some big press thing that's not really true. <laughs> yeah, look, I don't believe the Wii U is doomed. I, I don't believe it'll have the same success as the it'll Wii It'll be a similar, I, I think it, yeah, it, I think... It's like 3DS. It took them a while to get going, and I think this one will take them a while to get going as well. It's going to take them a while to get going, get the games out, and get it infiltrated, but it it won't be a failure, I don't think. And you know what? From my side of the fence, I I think that this console generation that we're coming into now will actually be a doomed console generation. It's slower. Definitely a slower generation. Absolutely. Because we have all of these people... That grew up, you have these, you know, twelve-year-olds that grew up on 360, PS3, or Wii, or whatever it is, and they're not going to want to switch over. And there's still going to be a lot of games coming out for three or four more years, probably, on the old consoles. You know. Yeah. The other thing is, people have moved to other platforms too, and somewhere in this uh, this uh, 
response uh, from Timmy actually mentions that he plays a lot of games on the iPad, and it's like, there's your market. You know, the iPad, the Android tablets, all that kind of thing, that's your market. So, um, And the 3DS, we should point out, is wildly successful and yes. has the potential to be Nintendo's biggest handheld uh, in I think it depends how long it's alive, right? You know, yeah. Um, but it's 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 not a failure by any means on the 3ds front. The Wii U, it's the beginning of its life term. You know, there you go. Um, so let's move on. <laughs> okay, so he goes on to say the Wii was a roaring success for Nintendo, but that success came with massive problems. Studies have shown that the least that it is the least played product that Nintendo has ever sold. I agree with that to a certain extent. It was yep. very casual. Um, you know, but the point he's trying to make here is that because the Wii was that way, that means the Wii U is not that way. But that's not the point at all because the Wii U caught my money because it was ga- aimed towards people that liked the older school style of games that used traditional controllers and things. But um, So the Wii is very much casual gaming. And has all the motion controls, and people bought it for Wii Fitness, and they stopped doing that. The Wii U, whenever it reaches its stride, it's going to reach it because it's because of games that aren't necessarily casual, but just mm-hmm. fun and gets back to what people loved about gaming and not all about motion stuff. So, yeah, I think they're different, way different beasts. And that I, I that's this is this paragraph just falls down on that front for me because I didn't buy a Wii because it was too much of the motion and not enough of the gaming, you know. So, well, anyway. so I, I, I bought mine originally when on upon launch just because it was so revolutionarily different. So from the PlayStation Two to the Wii, it was like, oh, cool, new way to control games. Um, so I, I went with the innovation rather than you know, oh, what games are there um, initially anyway, and, and how I've become to love it. He goes on to say, people purchased them in droves, got them home, played Wii Sports and Mario, and that's it. They became dust collectors after a couple of months. Uh, that is not my opinion. It's proven by multiple studies. Remember, I follow the game industry closely, as I do Apple, and uh, and have for 30-plus years. Well, yeah, the, and we wouldn't argue with that because no. we it did collect us because it sold a hundred million of them, and most of them was to casual people that don't play games every day. Wii U selling to a different audience, I think. Yes, it's um, selling to a gamer yeah, but, audience essentially. Yeah, it's a different audience, and I don't think it's right. It's fair to compare them. Yeah, um, it's it, like the 3ds of consoles, I think, if you look at it as far as yes, the dual uh, screen and that, that's probably a good way to look there, at it. Yeah. Uh, while the two of you may play them a lot, most people simply do not. That's why you get almost new releases for ten bucks. No one is buying them. Uh, Tim, you've taken the me out Wii of context. The, the Wii, yeah. The, yeah, the Wii U is not that cheap. Um, the, no. the games are still you expensive get some, there. You get sales and stuff, but yeah. Now, Tim, you've taken me out of context because um, you know, take for instance, I um, I recently picked up Metroid Another M, um, other M, I should say, not another M. Um, and that was for like eight dollars. Um, but then other games, for, I like bought Zelda Super Mario and Galaxy so forth, can be sixty or couple, seventy. Yeah, I bought Super Mario Galaxy two a couple weeks ago for fifty bucks. I think because yep. it's still priced as a new game because it's an awesome game. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and see so that's that's the thing. It's just that you know I've been looking for sales and and getting them cheap because that console is coming to end of life, so the games are getting cheaper. You know, giant... And you have a lot of the shovelware that is ten bucks because they know it's shovelware and crappy, you know. Yeah. So which um, you get with the mass market hit of hundred million units. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, the biggest problem with the Wiz, I know you will disagree here, is the dearth of games for it. In short, very few original third-party games were successful. The reasons there are many here are a few. And he goes on to describe a few. Look, I'd, I'd say... It, it, it's the same problem I've got with iOS at the moment. Massive amounts of games on the iOS store. Only a handful of really good ones. Same with well, yeah, the, that, the Wii. Yeah, this is the Wii, Once, and I think yeah, the Wii had issues with third party because it was SD, so people couldn't really use their same game assets on the Wii. A different controller, an and they didn't know what to do with that controller, so they just threw a bunch of crap at it and saw it stuck and. Yeah, I don't think the Wii U will have that issue at all. Um, it'll have different issues, but I think those issues will create quality games instead of what we got with the Wii, where they didn't know how to use motion. Yeah, very if you true. don't know how to use the gamepad, you still have some pretty good games, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so Tim goes on to say that Nintendo does a terrible job of promoting third-party developers and games. Terrible. I agree, they do, but at the well, same time, it's up to at the developers. Same time, like. Yeah, they're really promoting indies right now. They didn't do that with the Wii, but Wii U, they're promoting indies. There was a big part of that on the Nintendo Direct today about indies, and uh, they're they're in the eShop. They're doing fairly well, and from interviews with indie devs, they're really happy with what Nintendo's changed and done lately for them. Mm-hmm. So yep. I think that's turning around, that aspect. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, Nintendo did not try to get third parties to develop exclusive titles that were better than those found on other consoles. Again, look, that just comes down to, you know, graphics and graphics quality. Look, at, as yeah. a Nintendo now fan... Now they have Sega, you know, producing The Lost World, which looks brilliant, and I can't wait to get my hands on. You had Zombie U, brilliant. So, yeah, they don't get as many exclusives um, for... There's a reason for that. It's a lot easier to, in my opinion, this is just an opinion, I, I believe it's easier to have the assets and go Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, bingo out the door, we've now sold mm-hmm. to two markets. Whereas yeah, you go absolutely. Nintendo, it's a different, uh, it's a different game. Yeah, so Different market Nintendo. Really, you, you can't, even though we do compare them, we probably shouldn't because it's so hard to do it. And I think this is what mm-hmm. the Wii U will face. Is is that comparison again? That yeah, it'll be they, the U uh, PS4 thing, the PS PSU, you know, um, versus we had the Wii 360 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, anyway, so we'll, we'll try and get through this a lot yeah. quicker. But it was a mammoth <laughs> mammoth uh, task to to still more to it. There is more to it. We're only halfway through. Nintendo has gone to the wall too many times with their own IP. While I love Mario, Link, etc., the younger generation has more choice that is found on more popular hardware. At this point in time, for the Western world, Angry Birds is more popular for the 10 and under crowd than Mario is. And I find that very, very sad. Completely agree. Yeah, that's that's true because it's on every single device. It's on your web browser. It's on iOS. Like that's, you can even that's get Angry Birds on the DS, actually. Um, yeah, it's, it's everywhere, on the DS. and it's dirt cheap most places, and that's why it's more popular. I think Mario it, would be more popular if that was everywhere, but it, Mario would lose its specialness by being on non Nintendo controllers and hardware yeah and, and and this is what tim goes on to say says nintendo is bleeding money they have large cash reserves that keep them going for a few years but it won't last forever unless the right unless they ship the right console or port games to more popular platforms mario and ipad would sell 50 million copies at nine dollars 99 but they won't do it now 
I'd never want to see Mario on an iPad. I'm sorry, Tim. I just no. I, I and, don't want to see the bastardization of one of my favorite gaming characters. Yeah. Um, and as far as being money, I'm not sure how accurate that is anymore. I mean, the, they're 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 on the upswing as far as profits and money, and they're doing smart things with the eShop. A, a lot of consumers are going there every week and buying games. Animal Crossing is going to be a huge hit at 35 bucks on every 3DS ever sold, pretty much. Um, but, but so the, I, I'm not sure how bad time, they're bleeding money anymore. It, well, you know, the the 3DS is well, the DS and 3DS highly popular. Um, you know, massively so. So, uh, look, I just what they're doing digitally there, which they make more money on digital releases. They're doing smart stuff there. They're on the upswing. They're not. You know what? I'd I'd prefer to never see another Mario game than to see it on another platform. That's just me. Um, Because, like, yeah, the thing about Nintendo would have to design the game totally around around touch controls, and they could be innovative there, but. I'd rather that have them spend their creative mind power towards creating innovative games on their own platforms that they control can they they control the controllers and the hardware can make it something special. You know, you the, know? The, there's a reason why I like gaming on, on the 3DS and, and even on the Wii, and that's because when you do get the first part in Nintendo titles, for the most part, they are rock solid. They are absolutely perfect because it's like Apple, like the, I, the exactly oh, the game. The software Apple makes is designed for their hardware. The games yep. Nintendo makes is designed for their hardware, their controllers, and yeah, it works extremely well things. with that thought in mind. Anyway, he goes on to say, uh, major third-party developers have already committed to not making games for the Wii U. That is true to an extent, which is a shame, but it's their loss. Um, yeah, I think that'll change though too. Once we see this console launch, once we see slow uptake for the other uh you know consoles i think that may change once no, we see, you know what they'll you know. go where the money is i mean ea recently and, and when i say recently pre e3 uh you know stated that the reason why hey we're releasing fifa 14 on the wii but not the wii u is because we had very poor sales of the previous game on the wii u which was a poor port they didn't put any effort into well <laughs> Okay, like release, release good games and they'll sell, right? Yeah, not, not only that, philosophy. but also what what are they comparing it to? Are they comparing it to the installation base of the Wii U because when they released that at launch, there wasn't a big install base, so of course not many people mm-hmm. are going to have it. And after a year, everyone knows that the FIFA game is going to be redone again, so why would you buy it nine, ten months into the year when you can wait another couple of months and get the next version? Yeah, I think the third-party developer things, that'll turn around once the Wii U is a little bit older, more well-established, kind of have the 3DS, you know, it took some time to get it, you know, out there and established. Sure, yeah. Uh, He goes on to say, major resellers have already discontinued selling the lower-priced Wii U. The reason, casual gamers are not buying the system at all, and that's who will buy the entry-level model. The deluxe edition is catered to the hardcore Nintendo fan, like the two of you and me, and that's all that is selling. And the hardcore market is much, much smaller than in days gone by. Yeah, I, I Very agree. Very true, with that. but I also see Nintendo dropping um, to just two ninety nine, no basic model, white or black for thirty two gigs. I see that happening sometime soon. Three hundred bucks well, for they, Wii they, U, and that'll change things. Yeah, they they definitely need a price drop. I'm waiting for a price drop. Uh, well, not like even I, a price drop. Just simplify the lineup, right? Because like now they have two SKUs and people that are going in there don't know which one you know is what? more it, appropriate it for is that. it is quite confusing when you look at it because you think okay i get we, this here and you, then i get this there but it's you know when you've got two versions of the same console 
the average consumer will get confused, and it's like, do I need mm-hmm. all this extra stuff or not? And, it's and what's the it used uh, Apple for? philosophy? You know, let's simplify it. Otherwise, will people walk at the store confused as to what version they get? Yeah, so, so they're going to do that, I think. Yeah, uh, he goes on to say the Wii U gamepad is too limited. Like Virtual Console Wii games, can't play them on your Wii U control pad. That is a shame. I must admit. What's he going on about? Well, the the Wii U gamepad being too limited. Virtual well, he's console complaining Wii about games. So he's complaining about Wii games not, not working the, the, yeah. the gamepad, which is crazy. Um, because basically, you're booting when you use Wii mode, you're booting into the Wii operating system, Wii hardware, and your Wii, Wii U accessories aren't designed for that. So, of course, these virtual console titles, which when they're putting them out in the Wii U, they're especially coding and making sure the experience is good for that gamepad. You're not going to be able to do that just out of the box. It's, I mean, expecting... It's got backwards compatibility. Expecting back uh, forwards to backwards accessory compatibility is... Yeah, that'd well, be way crazy to me. Although I, I was disappointed to hear you were playing Super Mario Land or, or Super Mario World 3 um, earlier this week and you couldn't... You know, you w- had to play it in Wii mode. Um, yeah, I mean, but I mean... But then you couldn't play like, that virtual console game on the... The new gamepad. I, yeah, I understand like games with motion titles. control. They have like 900 titles in that virtual console for Wii. And they have to go game by game, recode them for the Wii U to make everything work how it should. So, well, I, look, I, I suppose you've got a point there, but it, it's just a shame that it doesn't automatically remap to the, it, the it'll, controller. Well, it'll know like when Nintendo re, um, does the games for the Wii U. You'll get it'll cost me a buck to make it for the Wii U, and mm-hmm. there it, it talks to each other that it knows it's on the Wii part of my console, and that I have a you know really cheap upgrade price to get it over to the new version, um, kind of like a paid upgrade if iOS ever did that. Um, <laughs> as far as limited, as the the amount of creativity I've seen in an universe of people drawing these amazing artwork pieces is phenomenal. The um, games that really utilize it, Zombie U, just off to TV play, um, it's not limited at all. And it's rock solid as far as lag. There is no lag like you know one would expect with what they're trying to do. So I'm not sure where he's talking about limited. Uh, yeah, that part just irks me. <laughs> mm, okay. Uh, he goes on to say there are almost no games still for the Wii U. Nintendo. There's around 50, I believe, already out. And, and more coming with E3. Yeah. Uh, let me just finish this paragraph first. Uh, Nintendo launched the Wii U in a void and barely bothered to support it with their own games. Stupid move. The best game for its Lego City Undercover, and it's brilliant. But for 99% of people out there, it's not worth the cost of a Wii U just to play it. You know, I'm still holding out for a Wii U for... <laughs> I don't want to say better games, but more games that I'm more interested games, yeah. in. Um, you know, there, as an early adopter, I'm glad I have it because all these 30 cent in America we have these 30 cent virtual console uh, games every month, and it you get benefits for owning it and mm-hmm. having access to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's more than one good game for the Wii U. There's Zombie U. I'm a big fan of the new Mario. Um, Sonic All Star Racing is the best version of that game on any platform. Period. That's based on reviews and comparing it to other releases. Mm-hmm. Like, there's good games, and there's a fair amount of them. I own about ten games. I think there's around fifty total that are available today, 
within six months of its release, you know. Yeah, so. and look, you know, some of them are, are going to be good, but some of them are going to be like ho hum, and and that's sure. hence why I Call of Duty is great. You can spend many hours multiplayering Call of Duty. It's really fun on the gamepad too. I mean, yeah, there's a wide variety too, which I don't think he gets. That there's a lot. I mean, for what for what for the limited amount of games, the uh, variety of genre mm-hmm. is baffling to me that there's so much there. Because no so, Nintendo console has had that before, I don't think. So I think it depends what Tim's sort of wanting out of a game. Um, you know, because whilst you may have variety, if you've only got, say, two or three games that someone's going to purchase because they like that particular gaming genre, then it's going to be a hard yeah. sell, which is what it's Tim's like saying. We, it's like we started this conversation with um, the Xbox has certain high points, PlayStation has certain high points. And games are a part of the high points. If you like the genre of games that are more on those consoles, then, yeah, there will be less games in this console that appeal to you, yeah. even though there may be one or two. Well, look, certainly the, there's two games that I'm handing out for. As soon as they come out on the Wii U, it's a no-brainer. I've mentioned already Mario Kart, must-have, Bayonetta, which, mind you, is going to be an exclusive and was one of the best mm-hmm. games I ever played on the PlayStation 3. So, yeah. Bayonetta 2 coming out as an exclusive. Thank you. I love that. X, X looks great, too. Chron- uh, the Xenoblade Chronicles sequel. That looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. So Tim's just got one more paragraph that goes... Yep, we're almost on, done with this feedback thing. We're almost done. Half, <laughs> half an hour in, and we, we haven't have even feedback. got it's stuck. Good to have feedback. Send your feedback in. <laughs> Indeed. We love feedback, so please do it. And uh, and we'll discuss our, our thoughts on, on the air. Um, you know, if you, just, if you want a private, let us know. We can keep it private. It's up to you totally. Uh, he goes on to say, I spent my money for the Wii U. You may think that I have something against Nintendo here or that I don't like this system. Not true. I actually really like the Wii U. And I love Nintendo. Love the games they develop, but Nintendo's doing everything wrong here and don't seem to realise it's 2013, not 1997, or even 2006. You know, and, and, okay, yeah, you know, it's all personal opinion and so forth. I think, really, it's in any console lifespan, it's very hard in the first 12 months because there's always going to be people who want something that isn't being delivered, um... And ho- hopefully it will. Hopefully the, the tide will change where, you know, there'll be more games, yeah. more support, more cool stuff to buy. I think once, so. Yeah, I think once, I mean, the other consoles are out, it'll have a better shot at being a success because well, right now it was now being compared. Well, now know what to expect, don't they? Well, the price point, I, you know. and the price point was being compared to last-gen consoles, so it was yeah. higher. Now it's the cheapest of the bunch. Yes, definitely. So I, I think it'll change a lot. I mean, personally, for me, even though I wasn't holding out for a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, uh, just seeing where the next five, seven, ten years is going to be, that makes me a little bit more comfortable to go and say, okay, I'm happier to put my money in the Wii U. I've already got all the accessories and so forth, so I can carry that on. Now I'm a bit happier with that. I, I sort of know what's happening. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wouldn't touch the Xbox One. No. <laughs> their DRM is just... So do you want to get into the awful. DRM stuff? Let's this- get into the DRM. Just firstly, uh, Tim, thank you very much for the, the feedback really thankful that you took the time to uh to write to us and um please feel free to respond to our responses uh absolutely you, you know it, it's all good fun and we all have our own opinions and own reasons sometimes we'll agree sometimes we won't but uh fantastic and thanks for supporting the show so yeah 
DRM, oh boy. <laughs> I tell you what, this, this race of, of the next console is going to be Sony and Nintendo. It's Absolutely. It, it's just... Sony's doing Xbox cool stuff, does Nintendo's doing cool major, stuff. They've got to do a major backflip. I mean... Look, I'm not. I'm not saying, hey, please let Microsoft survive, let Xbox survive. What I'm saying though is, we need competition. Competition is great. Mm-hmm. Keep the gaming companies working towards more, and we'll get better games. We'll get better consoles. We'll get more innovation. You know, it's it's really disappointing that they've taken that approach against users so, to really DRM them to hell, for lack of a let, better let's term. Let's walk through this. Let me walk you through. Mm-hmm. What uh, terms you as a consumer have to deal with when you buy your Xbox One? This uh, came out just a few days ago. This is clarification from Microsoft themselves about all the rumblings that have existed. Uh, You do not own the game you buy. You license them. Discs are only used to install and then license games and do not imply ownership. People can play games installed on your console whether you're logged in or not. Wonderful. Uh, Ten people can be authorized to play these games on a different Xbox One via the cloud, but not at the same time similar to iTunes authorized devices, which I believe you can play simultaneously on iTunes. So that's uh, sort of smart. But um, yeah, very cool there. Publishers decide whether you can trade in your games and may charge for this. Um, Publishers (laughs) decide whether you give a game uh, you own to someone for free, Mm -hmm. and this only works if they have been on your friends list for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Um, Your account allows you to play the games you license on any console. Your Xbox One must connect to the internet every 24 hours to keep playing games. You can't play games if Microsoft's server is down. Or the internet technologies have changed in 30 years and things don't work the way they do today. Um, this will not play- be a classic console, that's for sure. No, I, we won't be playing this in 40 years. No. Um, when playing on another Xbox One with your account, this is reduced to one hour. But fear not, live TV, Blu ray, and DVD movies are exempt from these internet requirements. Oh, thank Blu- God. <laughs> I know, what, one, one little bone. Loading and renting games will not be possible at launch, but they're exploring the possibilities. Microsoft may change the policies or discontinue them at any point. Uh, One thing precluded from this is when you give a game to a friend on your 30-day friend list, that is a one-time use thing for that disc, uh, and you can't get it back. So you can sell it to them. They can't sell it to anyone else. That's done for that one game. So you have one sale possible on some games. Oh boy, this makes me angry because it, it's, 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 <laughs> it's an so absolute can of worms. It, it is confusing. <laughs> it's bad business. It's bad for the consumer. They don't care about the consumer. That that's what this is saying, and that's what I, I dislike. I'm not complaining that the gear's not good or the Xbox games aren't good. I'm not saying that at all. But the way that they're going with their end user agreements is really not respecting their users. Now, it's not, especially like. I, I'm collecting N64 cartridges, as I've said before. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that with Xbox One because the servers would be down. Yeah. And the disc would be worthless. Um, well, let, the biggest problem I see is um, the developers are all able to do different things. And you have to look at the back of the you know CD box or whatever, it is, the Blu-ray box, whatever, you know, the game uh, box and see, is this tradable? And, you know, who do I actually go to the trade? I can't sell this game on eBay anymore after I've played it. Like... It's so confusing for the consumer that this console feels they're marketing it toward the casual gamer with all the TV stuff, but 
it's too confusing for the casual gamer. I don't know. It's, it's you know, it's, I think the only way Microsoft could pull this off successfully, cheaper games. If you look at yeah. iOS, Android, Windows, um, phone platform, all that kind of stuff, they have cheap games, and you are locked into that ecosystem. You play it on there. You can't share it. You can't sell it on. You That's pay your ninety nine cents. Steam's Steam yep. works because of that, yeah. Yeah, so if you have slightly cheaper games than your competitors, they're going to win out there, but I, I don't know if game prices have been announced. I um, think they won't be any cheaper, and they have the right to make them up or down as they see fit once exactly. they get a good number. Uh, yeah, uh, so, that, so that's definitely an issue, but that, that's my only way through that I could actually say, well, hey, they'll, they'll survive this and, and be able to do this. Um but on, honestly, the, with this backlash, I, I mean, think that they'll backflip, to be quite honest. They have to. They have I to. think they're too stubborn. They're a stubborn really? company. And it's mm-hmm. funny, um, the third console has always had to be in the doomed console of everybody. Uh, PS3 <laughs> was a failure. Uh, N64 was considered a failure with only 300 games and not I, selling I as did, well. Did you say PS3 was considered the failure? Yeah. Against what? Because it's $600 price point at a terrible launch it was breaking and uh, oh I, so oh, the third console oh, oh, of every oh, oh, manufacturer is on, said to be the sega saturn uh what what, what so about this red is the time for microsoft to learn their hard lessons you know I, so um, I i think that the red ring of death issue with microsoft was much more severe than any problems with the playstation 3 um, yeah. Well, sure, sure. So, Red Ring of Death. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say Microsoft sucked last time, and, and they're going to suck even more. But but this time it's going to be even worse because. But they're so stubborn they won't change their mind on this. I don't think. Um, so I just really beyond all this for gamers. Um, what, well, the problem I think with this is, um, I mean, it's marketed as a gaming console, as a hardcore gaming console. But I think hardcore gamers don't want um, these restrictions. And I also think if they're going this route, basically they're they're jumping a step in the equation of getting people to all digital. They're forcing people to all digital, even with physical media. Yeah. If they want to go all digital, I think with Xbox go One, digital. eliminate disc games. Yeah. Have everything for download, and that's the only way you get games on this console. That's yeah. how this works. Have it very much like Steam. As you mentioned, Steam does a good job of it. And in, in my honest opinion, the hardcore gamer is more the, the computer gamer, the PC gamer that still updates their gear on a religious basis. To yeah, play that I mean, there are hardcore game gamers that don't like to deal with making their own computer, make sure, sure it works right. I mean, there's, there's hardcore console gamers, I would say, out there. Yeah, look, you know, and that's maybe an unfair assumption, but just that, okay, the hardest of the hardcore still modify their, <laughs> the, their the system. Six apps, hardcore ones. Yeah, um, so, you know, it's just, look, it's, it's bad business. Just for gamers, I'm disappointed. It's a different, it's a disappointing approach. I can understand why they're trying to do this from a business perspective, because prior to this, they would never get any, any kickback for people who bought, you know, Second-hand well, games. Remember, all well, these I mean, companies the huge lose part of the money. Reason people buy new games is because they're able to sell the old ones and use that money to get a new exa- one. Exactly. <laughs> but also remember that these companies are there to run a business and make money. And once someone takes a game, sells it on, or trades it in, those companies get no kickback whatsoever. Um, I love what these companies think of, like what you know, going on eBay and looking at all these NES cartridges you can still buy. What do these companies think about that? It's like, oh, that sucks. The the original developer 
30 years later doesn't get money for that eBay sales. Well, like, I, okay. It, really? so it's, a, it's a tricky issue because there is a copyright attached to games. But you're selling it. You don't have rights to it anymore. I mean, you can't play that game once you sell but, it. It's not in your possession we, anymore. I, okay, but we've never really owned the games anyway. We've always owned the license to play the game that could Which be Which should removed. be attached to that physical drive. So I sell that license along with that game. It's, it's, one, in, it's, it's one in the same thing in my mind. Um, in a utopian universe, I agree with you. But in the way the universe has worked for 30 years in the gaming world, that's how it well, is. Well, <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's yourself muddy, now. I it? thought you were with me on this one. I, I am with you. Trust me, I am with you. Okay. But I, I'm playing devil's advocate because... It's one of those things where I can understand it from a business perspective, but I think that they've just gone about it the wrong way. But from the gamer perspective, I'm really annoyed by it. I think, no, it's just bad. It sets a bad precedence. Um, it does. But look, Blu-rays and DVDs, uh, that license to that movie is that disc that you're able to sell on eBay. I mean, same thing. We've dealt with this on other media forums. All entertainment has had a form of physical media that you can sell music the same way. It's it's Microsoft. (laughs) You know, look, I I think you hit it on the head where it's like, if they want to go digital, go digital. It's like... Yeah, get rid of the... Even get rid of the drive, the disk drive, you know, or just have it for movies. That's that's all you have it for. Yeah, you know, or even cut it out and just have downloadable content. I mean, their Xbox Live network is extensive. They've got movies via there anyway. It's very similar to like Apple with the Apple TV and stuff. They could really just do this box that sits under your TV, handles all your media, and you buy the games from there at maybe a little bit of a cheaper price or, or whatever. And, you know, that that's just the way you live in that existence. And if you're happy with that, who's going to complain? You know, it, it's up to the individual to either like sure. or dislike that. Um, but then at least um, you've got choice. But, you know, it, it sucks from a, a point of view of a parent who would buy their their kid an Xbox unit to play Halo or Gears of War. And, okay, you don't want a kid playing either one of those games under a certain age. But they're the two games that spring to mind. Um, You know, so it's like parents will buy kids stuff to keep them quiet, whether it's age-appropriate or not. It's the way parents are. Um, I don't agree with it, but it's the way. This was in the GameStop the other day, and um, the lady at the checkout desk was saying, "You do know there's graphic material in this." Like, oh yeah, he's done that stuff before. It's like, no, this one has sex and nudity. It's yeah. like, what? It, it has that? Oh yeah, look in the back. It says this. It's like some parents don't even know what's in those mature no. games. Some think it's just you know shooting. Some don't know all the so, other some stuff. Some don't know. Some don't want to know. For some, it's too complicated, and for most, it's okay. Here, take it. Shut up. <laughs> you know, that that's the way it is. So, um, yeah. So, you- Xbox uh, has some good news for Microsoft. You can buy a, a 360 that's modeled after the one now for 200 bucks. Uh, that's cool. What would you, Did you see that? Bother? No, I didn't see that. They've so- released a new version of the Xbox 360 <laughs> that looks like the Xbox One. So, you know, <sighs> you no confusion Jeez. at all when you have those side by side. No. So, it's like I bought the new Xbox. Yeah, which one? The one or the yeah, yeah the one it was it was the one the yeah. the, the new Xbox my yeah. God <laughs> I'm actually that's pretty cool I mean it's probably the best version of that hardware it won't have the ring death the failure and if you're looking to buy a retro it's, version it's of Microsoft console, don't it will count last. on it 
No? Okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, so four ninety nine is a price point launching in November, I guess November 11th because it's the Tell one. Tell you what, the, uh, the, all the consoles, uh, Sony's included, much cheaper than I thought. Much, much cheaper. Well, four ninety nine is wow. <laughs> You're using stock PC parts. It's, I mean, so that's really yeah. expensive. I think, especially compared to. Uh, I, I, I agree with that. But if you look at the previous generation, uh, they were really pricey. I remember uh, when the PlayStation was like what three ninety nine for well, Xbox sixty. Uh, no, at launch, I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll tell you this much: at, at launch, the top end PlayStation three when it was released, thousand dollars nine ninety nine in Australia. In America, it was 600 Yeah, but I don't know what kind of upcharging they did over there. But, but nice. every time we ship something from America, it goes up in price. That's true, yeah. But yeah, um, PS in America is 600 bucks, and I mm-hmm. think 400 were the price points. PS3 yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely lower priced. And I, I think the good thing with that is it's, it's getting more competition in the low end. I think they realize that, hey, people aren't playing games like they were five years ago. This Wait, is, this I mean, Microsoft went up back in price in. from last gen. I mean, the 500 yeah, bucks, I think, didn't. is way too high. Uh, yeah. Especially with all the DRM restrictions. I'd agree. I I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think it's like the DRM plus the price point is... It's, I'm not going to call it a kiss of death, but they're going to have an uphill battle against them because um, PS4 announced 399 bucks, which is a killer price point that... It may appeal to me at one point in time. Um, something they announced at their event was in 2014, they're going to have, I think they said, subscription gaming service, which for Vita and PS4, where you buy either hardware and you just have unlimited games like Netflix. And that would be great. I would have to get into that perhaps if um, I wanted a second console. Um, and that seems pretty cool price point and pretty cool service that they're looking to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's going to be tough for for Microsoft to pull out this anyway. So I, I think we'll call it now. Microsoft will either have to change or be prepared to be the least important console out there uh, this generation. I just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, you know, it, I don't see them changing. I don't because their business model to me means it should be an Apple TV priced with what they're trying to do with that DRM. You know, if they price something cheap and... and it, it, okay, let's look at it. If they release the hardware cheap... Because all the gaming companies quote that they lose money on the hardware, pick it up on the software, and the software licensing to developers. Okay, so if we believe yeah. that fact. Uh, why don't they give out a, a unit for one ninety nine? okay? And then have only digital downloaded games and charge a reasonable price for it. They'd lock people into the console. They'd lock people into Xbox Live. You know, yep. it, w- it would work. I mean, it would work it in would, their favor. People but, you would know, be happy. Devalues your product by not having it uh, so high a price point. <laughs> well, it's already uh, devalued now. It's it's kicking users where it hurts I most. Know. But yeah. yeah, so it's interesting the lineup here. We're going to have Xbox One at 500, PS4 at 400, and then we have the Wii U at three hundred. I still um, think the Wii U has to have a price drop. Even that, I think at three hundred, it's fine. They no. can't have the deluxe model at three forty nine though. At three hundred, it's hundred bucks less, 
And you get to use all your old remote controls with it, so it's cheaper from that aspect where the other ones you have to buy new controllers for. So I, I really believe it's going to come down another fifty. Um, so that it, no, they won't do that. Three hundred unified one SKU. Uh, if they keep the basic, that would be two forty nine. That'd be great. Mm. But I think they'll unify. It at yeah, you know, it, it's just I, again from a parenting perspective. I look at the kids bugging me, and then I go, okay. Right, I can get them the cheap console, which is the Wii U, but then if it's so close, just $100 difference, that's when I personally start to sit up and go, well, you know, that PlayStation does have a Blu-ray DVD player in there, so, you know, you kind of add that up. 100 seems like a lot to me, in my mind. It, it's not once you get down to the nitty-gritty, though, and once you get down to what's the difference between the systems. Um, How many people think that through as much, though? They're just like, oh, 100 bucks less, let's get this, it's Nintendo, it's going to be good. You know? <laughs> I think a few people would, to be quite honest. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't know, but I'm price conscious, uh, and I, I assume a lot of other people out there are as well, that it, it's based on the price. I mean, hell, that's why I haven't bought the Wii U yet, because I'm not happy with the price point, I'm not happy with the games that are bundled with it uh, at, at the retail level, and... I need it down another fifty dollars for me to turn around and say, "Yeah, okay, that that sounds so." No, good. Australian. What? What? How much is it to you versus American? Ooh, I'd have to. Um, I'd have to. Do is it three forty nine or three hundred Australian? Is let, that how it is? Let me do a, a very quick look up at uh, EB Games, which is our our big. Uh, I tried to do some googling online for like how much it cost you guys, and it looked like a lot more. Okay, might have been wrong. So we've got the PS4 listed at five forty nine, the Xbox One listed at five ninety nine. How's that right? Okay. I don't know. And the Wii U, which is now no longer on the top bar of EB Games, it's in the more section, which means that they're not making many sales. Uh, the Wii U Premium, with only Nintendo Land, four twenty eight. Wow. So yeah, you guys play a lot more for stuff. Exactly, and and that's why I you know I look at four twenty eight and I go, man, I want this console, but I need it cheaper. See, um, I think the American, I, I think it's different in markets. I think American uh, two ninety nine versus three ninety nine is a bigger well, see, deal than. So America has a bigger market. No, okay, no, and you're already up there. The four twenty nine two ninety nine is a cheap price. Like that's almost. Um, for me, it was almost a impulse by to, to uh, you know the three hundred dollar price point. Sure. So you, you, at the four hundred bucks, that's more of like, oh my gosh, I'm getting close to buying a Mac at this point. Yeah, you know, you got to look at, at some comparisons. I mean, in Australia, our income number, what we actually earn for the same equivalent job, is more than what it would be in the U.S. But then our living expenses, everything, homes, uh, taxes, and, mm-hmm. and and everything we pay for is much, much more expensive. So our economies are completely different. Um, but it does suck because some things I can buy from the U.S. at a cheaper price and actually win by importing. Uh, yep. Things like consoles, I can't, though. So that's what makes it really hard. So from my perspective, because this is why I keep saying, or... hey, uh, look, I'm not sure why we... we uh, look. We've got a, a GST government and uh, government sales tax attached to everything, which is ten percent. Uh, so it's ten percent extra. So if you look at something like this, at the Wii Premium, I'm paying an extra forty two dollars and eighty cents. So when you import already. something, they know what's coming in. Okay, we can import stuff for under a thousand dollars and not get taxed on it. If it's over a thousand dollars in value, then we have to pay an extra ten percent as soon as it hits our shores. 
Okay. So, yeah, it, it's just tricky. Um, but, yeah, that, look, that's the reason from my side of the fence. You know, that they've got the, the premium model uh, for 428, and then they've got, okay, cool, you get NBA 2K13. It's not a game I'm interested in. So that's the yeah. problem. You they know, might have a Zombie U package. Out well, there, see, Zombie U's just been reduced down to thirty six Australian dollars. Um, oh yeah. So that that's now budget. Um, but it's it's like okay, well, throw me Injustice or throw me Lego Batman or you know throw me something that I actually want to play. You know, look, I'm not saying that that a basketball game is bad because I've enjoyed them over the yeah. years, but it's not the first game I want on a brand new console. I want sure. I want the first game on a brand new console to not be, you know, an average game. I want it to be a killer game so that it gets mm-hmm. me really intrigued and I want to keep going forward and stuff like that. Sure. Let's um let's dive into the Nintendo Direct because we got a lot more to get through here. We do, and and I, I swear we're going to have to run two shows on on this and do part part of it this week and then the second part next week because there's a lot to talk about. There is indeed. Um, so, do you want to go sequentially or your favorite ones first? Do you want to start with Mario Kart Eight or what do you want to do? Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Okay. <laughs> Look, I, I love Bayonetta. The first game was brilliant. I'm not convinced on a new haircut though. You don't like the haircut, okay. Uh, look, the, the problem is, in the first game, the hair was everything. That was the weapon. That was what she used to perform the different feats of, of magic and so forth. And it was just... I've never played any of the Bayonetta games, so... Well, there's only been one. Okay. But you must play it. It, it, it just... it's The controls are so tight. The action is so perfect. Brilliant game. I am so excited that it's coming to the Wii U um, as an exclusive. You know, it's just, it's great. You know, it probably had maybe 20 hours worth of gameplay in it, so it's a detailed game. But it's it's very much, if you've ever played Devil May Cry, very similar to that, but a little bit different as well. Very Japanese-y, but that's also cool. Um, Well, I think with uh, Bayonetta and X, the Xenoblade Chronicle sequel, those were two that were very much hardcore gamers. These mm -hmm. are very HD graphics and attractive to people that may overlook Nintendo in many ways. Bayonetta is definitely hardcore. I'll I'll say that much. It's easy enough to pick up and get through the first couple of levels, but to finish the game, yeah, it took a little bit. But, you know, I... uh, Is it a shooter or not really? It's got shooter elements in it, um, but it's not your traditional shooter. So okay. it, it's in the third-person realm, so you actually see Bayonetta the whole time, and then you go and you perform different stunts. And, of course, you know, she's got guns on the bottom of her shoes that, you know, then when she does, like, a cartwheel kick, she can then be shooting bullets out as well. The hair can then become into like a monster. It can reform into oh. a monster, and that's why yeah. they, they've cut the hair. And it's like, oh no, oh, what have you done? You know, it, it's it's like because that was a key game element in the first edition. Obviously, they might use gonna, it other ways. I don't know. They're going to use it other ways, but it's not the same. It's. it's I'll be excited to see what they do with the gamepad with this kind of game, especially with it being exclusive. They're going to do some smart things, I think. There. You know what I. I will be really happy if you can play the game on the gamepad, um, just because I'll play more of it on that that smaller screen. Yeah, I think they'll do 
uh, off TV play as well as all these cool things when you have the TV available for you to do, you know. And I was thinking about, you know, what they could do as the second screen and there wasn't really anything in the first game that would... Because the, the thing is, Bayonet is not like a Metroid game where, hey, you can find this hidden pathway through to another section. Well, it, is there like a sniper much... rifle in there? You could hold up the gamepad for aiming no, and no stuff sn- like that? No sniper rifle. I mean, there, See, I'm the, sure the there's... Game I haven't played you the original. So what, what happens in the original is, is the game walks you through. So you, you get to, you know, different points and then you defeat the bad guys and then another section opens up and then you go through and so it's very yeah sort of i mean i'm sure they're, like uh, i'm sure that there's things that you're not thinking of that they'll come up with this is all i'm trying to say is yeah oh, look, I mean, uh, you know the, the game developers are amazing what they um what they come up with and and think about is just incredible so you know i've got no idea uh you know my capacity to think about what they could do is, is limited in comparison to what they're thinking, what they're trying to do and, and how they push the limits of the console. It's definitely yeah. going to be one from a, a graphics perspective that will push that console to the very edge. Um, you know, I've seen mm. some videos in the latest Looks trailer beautiful. that was released at E3 and it's like, holy cow, that's mm-hmm. impressive. You know, it's just, yeah. it's going to be a beautiful game. Unfortunately, it looks like we've got to wait till 2014 but yep, that's one of the 2014 things, ones. You know, as good, long, good things yeah. come to those who wait. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, people complain about all the, you know, waiting for a while to get a game, you know, wait next year. But um, you don't want a crappy game that's released too early. That's not what I want. No, I, I want a game that's polished that I know. Hey, look, you know, I praise the PlayStation 3 for a game like Bayonetta 2, another game like Blur and Heavy Rain. Uh, three absolutely awesome games um, love them to death and it gives me fond memories and that's what I want I want those types of games that will give me fond memories to come you know to the Wii platform or to any platform frankly there's so many times when developers rush something out because they've got a deadline to meet the publisher wants to print it and then you yeah. get the game and, and it's like the Star Trek game you know it, it's like honestly that new Star Trek game that came out for PlayStation and Xbox, I was very tempted to go and get an Xbox 360 just to play that. Yeah, after the bad the reviews, reviews uh... and all the faults and all the problems, even me, a hardcore Star Trek fan, could not endorse that. I, I just, I couldn't do it. It's yeah. like, no, I'm not going to waste my time with that. Time's too See, movie precious. games are very much rushed towards a release date. Um, some are good, but they're rare. You Look, know. I, I play, as I think I've mentioned, a lot of the movie games because the kids I, I enjoy like them, them I mean, too. if they're done and well. If, if they're done well, they're great. Sometimes they're absolutely shocking. The um, Disney Infinity know. game looks so much fun. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the trailer for that one yet. It, is that the one with... That, that's the one with the little characters that's very similar to... Um, what's the other character-driven game? Uh, my son keeps telling me about it, and I can't remember now. The, the monsters and they fight, they battle each other. Uh, not exactly. This is... Different, um, is it? Yeah, so this game has all the Disney franchises uh, from Pirates of the Caribbean to The Incredibles to um, Marvel. I, I'm not sure if Marvel's in there, but um, pretty much every Disney-related franchise in, is in there. And there's all sorts of fun games within a game type things. Um, and 
it's hard to explain. The trailer does a good job of showing it off. Um, but it just caught my eye that, wow, this is kind of mm-hmm. unusual and kind of weird, but looks really fun, you know, for kids and adults. Yeah. And, you know, it's one that I'll have to have a look into more because certainly, you know, usually Disney titles are pretty good. Um, like Disney's they're epi- really good epic or really Mickey. bad. Well, they're yeah, you know, Epic Mickey, I love, and I know that Tim Robertson would totally agree with, uh, disagree with that. He does not like Epic. He likes the idea of Epic Mickey, but he thinks that the game is severely flawed. Whereas I absolutely adore the game. I think it's great. So, you know, each to their own. Um, you know, look, I, I'm I'm really just. There's really those two games: the Mario Kart Eight and Bayonetta for me. It's so. Mario Kart 8 is beautiful. What's what's Nintendo going to do with Mario Kart 8 that makes it special and different from the other ones? And they they did it. They added anti-gravity. And the cool thing is, to me, this this elevates Mario Kart into what I consider the 3D realm of uh, gaming, where you had Mario uh, 64, which brought Mario into the 3D realm with a whole new way to explore that world. Now you're going to be able to go on walls and ceilings, and the design of these courses is going to just blow away anything prior. It's I, I'm very excited to see and play with this, as I will on Saturday at Best Buy. Um. <laughs> oh, you actually get to, to see it ahead oh, of time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't come no. out until uh, spring 2014, but it's one of the demos at Best Buy that I'll be going and playing. Oh, so. you are lucky. <laughs> you are very lucky. You fly lucky. out here to the States if you want, Mark, and you can play with me. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Oh, I'm so jealous now. Uh, You know, I'll I'll just edit that part out so that when I listen back to it in 10 years' time, I won't go, oh, damn you, Timothy. Yeah. So uh, what what got you excited about Mario Kart 8? Uh, Was it the anti-gravity or was there something else to it for you? No, definitely the anti-gravity. I think it'll bring a new style of gameplay because it's really... It's one of those games that is begging for you to do different tricks and and different things and you know if if you look at at mario kart on the wii you know you can go up the wall you can jump up and over so you can almost almost do it you know what i mean but you can't stay there you're gonna fall flat on your head yeah um so having that ability it as long as it's not overused i'm gonna be really happy with it it's gonna be one of those things that okay you have to hit this part of the track perfectly to get that anti-gravity movement going. Well, because, I think, I mean, it's part it's of the just, design, so I, I, you might reach a dead end, and it's going to force you to do into anti-gravity. So, um, yeah, I, I trust Nintendo with their design, that they're not going to be stupid with it. So, yeah, I generally have a trust for that kind of stuff with Nintendo. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's one of the biggest franchises. They're not going to, to muck it up too much, which is yeah. always reassuring. And um, you'll probably like um, the Mario Kart TV thing where it, it throws it sees the race you just did, sees yep. all the crazy stuff that happened, and puts together a 30-second clip of where you shelled me and beat me at the finish well, line. Know, I, and, I, I want that because when I do beat you, which I will beat you... You will. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I want to, you know, bask in my glory. You know, hopefully they'll allow us to pump that out to YouTube or something, you know, because I'm... It's going to go up to Meverse, which is a good little community. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I love Miiverse. So yeah. The people that have used it all are, I think, in agreement there. It's really, really great for what it, what it's supposed to be doing. But um, there's a Miiverse website. Um, I would imagine you can pull that out somehow. We'll, we'll find out soon, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 
So, you know, it, it'll be fun. It'll be... It, look, it's Mario Kart. How can it not be fun? It's it's just going to be great. The, the one thing that I love with Mario is they don't leave the traditional courses behind either. They they keep adding, adding them to the catalogue. They just keep refining mm-hmm. them, making them better uh, without mucking them up. Um, and it's just ideal because you get a... Really, in many ways, you do get a small collection of new courses. It, it's not... You know, wow! Look at this. I get thirty new courses. You do get a smaller collection, um, so you know I'm actually happy with that. It's like, yeah, look, give us better courses than what we've had in the past. Have them look visually beautiful, uh, yeah. and it'll, you be, have, um, it'll be you interesting have to see whether or not they actually use any of the anti-gravity techniques in the old um, courses. It'd be something like Rainbow Road would be perfect to have it on because I hate yeah, that game. I, I could see. Um... <laughs> I can see them adapting old courses for uh, that changes where the road goes. Yep. Um, kind of in a similar way where Super Mario 3D Land has some levels that are like the original levels, but tweaked in a fun, fun way that just makes you smile, you know? Yeah. You know, sometimes I don't want them to touch those original tracks, though, because they are perfect, and I know exactly you know, how to drive them and how to win each and every single time. So I don't want to have to learn it again. But at the same time, learning it again is kind of cool because it's like, hey, you know. It's like yep. when, when they allowed you to start reversing and, and doing the the same track in reverse. And, um, you know, that oh, added a, that, yeah. a, di- a different element to it. It was like, ooh, okay, um, yeah, I used to turn the other way here and now, you know, and it's just a little bit more excitement and so forth. So, yeah, Mario Kart yeah. 8 is definitely going to be that and Bayonetta. You know what? 2014 is going to be the year of the Wii U. You know, we, we've got. That's been great. Especially after all these other releases coming out rather soon here. Um, so, on the 3DS front, Pokemon is coming October 12th. Mark your calendars, eShop, and cartridges. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I'm, still, doing I'm a- still not into. Into Pokemon, you don't think get this one, Mark. I no, have not know. given it a fair go. I, I must admit, I um, look at this shot. We can battle each other. It's been great. Full 3D. It's going to be wonderful. Well, um, they're doing a full event in Pokemon. <laughs> what? Say again? Sorry. You might be able to beat me in that one. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, they're doing a big event on Pokemon right now as we're talking. Um, so we'll know more next week on that one. Yep. Um, for me, the one that had me most excited is the Super Mario 3D World coming out in December for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this is their new, the latest in the, uh, I guess this was kind of a 2D slash 3D version of Mario. It's kind of in the middle there. And the original was on, is on the 3DS. It's uh, Super Mario 3D Land. And that is, if it's got to be my favorite 3DS game to date. Um, it's so inventive and so creative in its level design and gameplay. And I'm really excited to see them bring those ideas and, and kind of polish them off and go in crazy new directions in this mm-hmm. Wii U um, game. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, so I did, it's are you, Mario. You're not a big Mario platformer, are you? I'm not a massive Mario platformer. I, I do like them, but not as much as, as other games. And it, look, it's been one of those love-hate relationships I've had with it for years because they're hard. You know? Well, <laughs> I, I, did, I thought you were joking 
And then I started playing Mario Super Mario 3, the yep. original. And oh my gosh, I died so many th- like I am level 7, yep. world 7 I should say. I found this castle with unlimited coins. I stocked up to 99 lives and I'm now down to 10 after dying so many times between world 7 and 8. And I'm still on yep. uh, 8 uh, level 1. So they're uh, the original yeah, the originals are hard. I think they're easier, though, on the newer ones. So I'd give them another shot with the newer generation of Mario. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I don't know if that's necessarily good, though, uh, because it, do, it, it is, does give I you wanna, a challenge. You want to finish well, I wanted to throw my controller against the room several times <laughs> when I was playing this one. It's like, because I remember it being easier when I was a kid. It's like, did I really lose that much talent over my years? You, you spent way too much time playing them as a kid. I think we all did. And... Uh, you know, that, that's why I love the, the virtual console ability to, you know, have the save points in them because, oh, when, so nice you know, I, I bought so many of the original Mario games on the Wii via virtual console and because there's no save point, yeah, I go back to level one. Oh, boy. You know, and it's authentic. I mean, when I was playing Super Mario 3, it's like, this is what it was like. And I kind of sure. appreciate that for what it was. But at the same time, I'd love to have a save point. Save points, yes, in everything. Yeah. It just uh, w- The problem is we just don't have the time these days to dedicate and throw into games like we used to. I don't know why, really. I don't know why we're all so busy and and so yeah. forth. Yeah. And life goes too quickly now. But uh, anyway. So, um, something about the new 3D world is that they're having the four characters from Super Mario Bros. 2 Peach, Toad, Mario, and Luigi uh, all playing uh, differently and in the same manner they did in that game. It's really interesting mm-hmm. they're doing that because they're also... Um, so that's going to be multiplayer enabled and you're going to be able to throw players and it's going to be a lot of fun with that aspect. But linking that into Donkey Kong um, uh, Tropical Freeze is the sequel to the, the Wii and 3DS title Donkey Kong Country Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also... Um, taking elements from Super Mario Brothers 2. Yep. Where you pull a fruit out of the ground and you're able to throw it. Um, they're integrating that into the new Donkey Kong. So Super Mario Brothers 2 seems to have a lot of influence on these uh, two games, and it's kind of cool to see that. Yeah, I wonder if there's elements of the uh, the same developer team working across both. Uh, that'd be. Nope. No? Because it's retro doing uh, Donkey Kong, and in this case, ah, it's the okay. guys. And for 3D, um, 3D World, you have the people that did uh, Super Mario Sunshine, 3D Land, and the Galaxy series working on this one. So different development teams there. Yeah, interesting. But oh. uh, it makes perfect sense now why there's a 3DS version of Donkey Kong. Because I haven't played it yet, and now I have to before the sequel comes out. <laughs> I like a good excuse, Tim. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, they. I mean, do you think that's why they released it? Uh, I mean, oh, sure. when they did, like, yeah, perfect, I, right? you know, um, look, I've only got it on the Wii. I, I still want to get it on the 3DS because it is a great game. Um, but a lot of people aren't going to have it on the Wii because it was released a couple of years back, maybe three, four years ago. It's been a while now, so you know, people aren't going to have it and then to play it and then to enjoy the sequel. That makes perfect sense. In fact, I wish that they did that sometimes with other games so that you didn't get so stumped uh, and go, oh, hold on a sec, what's the story here? And, you know, you can build yeah. excitement and all that kind of stuff. So it's I'm, perfect for me. I am anxiously awaiting the virtual console release of A Link to the Past 1. So when Ooh. the sequel comes out, A Link um, for the 3DS that I... Um, <laughs> 
know where I'm coming from because, uh, yeah, I'm definitely a link. Uh, they have a name for it now, a link between worlds for the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I haven't played the original, so please, Nintendo, it's on, it was on that teaser list. So any week now, we're going to get that, and I'll finally be able to play that original. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Now, let's just hit up quickly some of the announcements for the, uh, the third-party lineup, too. Um, because there's a couple of things that are coming out that are kind of cool. Yeah, I'll go through it with you. Um, Assassin's Creed 4, you got the new Batman. I love Assassin's X. Creed. Yeah, for sure. And the Batman looks great. Um, In- interesting, though, the Batman is also coming out on the 3DS, and I, I don't... Eh, you know, they've done well, this be before. Optimized for the different, um, they're going to be optimized for the different uh, versions. It, it will right? be, and it, it's a different game. I understand that. It, it's very similar to Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed has been, you know, the main storylines on the console, and then there's been sub-story uh, plots on the portable platforms, PlayStation Portable and uh, the, the DS. And, and Super Smash Brothers I've is getting them, a 3DS and a Wii U version. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and the developer interview, basically he went over like the differences. Like It's a smaller screen, so we're outlining the characters more so you can see them from a distance. Like they, He went full into like, why is this the way it is on the, you know, uh, they're going to do more, I'm sure, of that, of what, how they link together and things like that. But, um, yeah. yeah, Smash Brothers is going to both of these rather soon. I did not time. realize that, and that's cool, because I thought it was only coming to Wii U. So no. uh, I missed that completely. Awesome. Uh, they've then got, uh, what, how do you say it, Ducks X or Deuce, Deuce X? I don't know, Deuce X. Uh, did, um, I thought, hold on a sec. Didn't they release one of those originally when the console was launched, or didn't it get cancelled? There was something. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It rings a bell, though. And then we've got, of course, Disney Infinity, which we've already spoken about. Scribble Noughts. That's a fun game. You've got to get Scribble Noughts sometime. I've got it for the Wii, not the DS, but it's probably better on the DS, um, just purely because you can use the screen to draw on. So, yeah, it's. um, yeah, it still works well on the Wii, though. Um, the n- next one that I've got on my list is Disney Planes. I want that game. I just... I do, too. It looks Look, so I, I, I've played the Cars games and, you know, basically anything that comes out from Pixar. It's like, if it's got a game, I've got to play it. Toy Story. So that means the movie's coming out this year, too. So we have a real Pixar movie, and then we have, like, a Disney spinoff from a Pixar franchise, which is wild. Yep, very good. Uh, then Shim Megami Tensei... Four. Wow, that's a yep. ton twister. Uh, I know nothing about that game, so uh, I, I know that there's prior editions, of course, but I know nothing yep. about it. Um, then they've got Skylanders. That, that was the game that I was referring to before with the characters that you put them on the, the oh, you uh, need the toys portal. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put them on the portal. It's a big and... hit with the big hit with the kids. Yeah, sure. my my son absolutely loves it, and I I just haven't bought him stuff for it's it. It's expensive yet. once you get into that stuff. It is, and it's also one it's of those like, things... It's like buying that, action figures for a video game. It's great. It, well, it is. You know, it, it's also... Because we've only got the Wii at the moment, I'm waiting until I pick up a Wii U, and then I'll be prepared to buy them the Wii U versions. That'll be just that little bit more polished. So, um, yeah, I, have to, I think I'll have to pick up a Wii U soon. Uh, anyway, yeah. Splinter Cell Blacklist. I love Splinter Cell games. Uh, I even liked the Splinter Cell game that came out in the original Wii, even though it was flawed in ways. Uh, but yeah, this looks good. I think the gamepad's going to be really helpful. The gamepad would here. be awesome with Splinter Cell. It's, it's just it, it's perfect for it. 
Uh, Sonic Lost World. Yeah, oh, you know. so excited. So excited. I know you're excited. I'm not necessarily the first as good excited. Sonic game since Sonic and Knuckles. I'm saying Ooh, it now. Wow. Okay. That's that's a big call. And then you've got Watch Dogs on the Wii U. That looks like an exciting game. I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs. Mm-hmm. Ubisoft is great with um, using the gamepad. They showed that off with Zombie U. Um, I trust them. <laughs> yeah, no, Ubisoft is a good developer. They've, they've had a good relationship with Nintendo over the years, too. Um, even back to the original Wii, you know, they, they really pumped out some good games at launch. So they've always been there. Uh, you know, EA is the only one that gets their knickers in a knot when it comes to, you know, yeah, supporting, yeah, nice. supporting Nintendo. <laughs> That's another show. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know what their problem is. They're missing out on a lot of opportunities, but for whatever reason, they deem it not to be important. Their loss yeah. it just means I won't play Less FIFA. Less of my money. Less <laughs> of my money. Yeah. Uh, the, then the eShop got some announcements as well. Um, but they, there's no sort of dates on when these will be available, and there's not. DuckTales Remastered, that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, Spin the Bottle looks like a good party game. Uh, it's got a lot of cool things going on with that, but it's not for me, obviously. Yeah, well, I don't know about kids either. It's, you know, just title. I don't know anything about it. Oddworld, You're afraid they're be me fun. kissing and stuff? You're, you're yeah, yeah, and I don't need that yet. They'll do it in, in enough time. I don't need to worry about it now. And, you know, in six, so, seven years' time, I'll be there dealing with it. We kind of missed over Art Academy for Miiverse uh, integration there. Um, really? Basically, I, I they emphasized how list. amazing the artists are on Nintendo with mm-hmm. all the Miiverse drawings, and they're pretty cool if you haven't seen them before. And this Art Academy is basically going to be all about you drawing and sharing that stuff on Miiverse, and I can't wait to explore what comes out of that. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah, it, it should be should be good. Should be a lot of fun. So Dungeons and Dragons too is coming from Capcom. Oh yeah. Chronicles Mutant of Mysteria. Smuts Deluxe looks pretty That'd awesome. Be cool. uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool ones. The eShop's got some good titles in there. You know, it, it's been a pretty full-on E3, and we're only halfway we're on through. We're on the first day, Mark. First day. It's I, Tuesday, I, first I, day. I know. It, it's shocking. It's There's so much, and seriously, we haven't even touched the sides when it comes to talking about what's been announced and so forth. There's so much to talk about. I think we'll have to put it through to uh, to another show for next week, won't we? Uh, just to make so sure that we before don't leaving, le- Before leaving, let me just run through what we peop- uh, what Nintendo folks have to look forward to this year. Um, this is the, these are the big ones that I came up with. Mm-hmm. August, Wonderful 101 and Pikmin 3. September, Rayman Legends. October, Pokemon and Wind Waker HD for Wii U. November, Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. December, Super Mario 3D World. And within all that 2013 ending of the year we have we party you we fit you zelda a link between worlds we have mario and Luigi dream team mario golf and yoshi's new island uh so yeah we have a lot of entertainment to look forward to this year <laughs> boy there goes my savings budget <laughs> yeah and i really <laughs> think um being a nintendo folk these days means you have a 3ds and you have a wii U because there's console quality games for the 3ds that um Oh, there Feeling is. Some of those 3, gaps. 3DS yeah. is beautiful. It's uh, it's a, a great system, and and I actually would love to see it used more prominently with the Wii U. Uh, I think you they're know, going to do that next year. I think that's something they're working on. Fingers crossed, because as I mentioned, the integration with Monster Hunter is just cool. It, it's they've already announced they're know, bringing Miiverse to the they announced they're bringing Miiverse to the 3DS, and I think they're going to move more and more towards making these two talk together and feel like a more of a 
happy family. So Yeah, it, it certainly works. So uh, fingers crossed. Well, Tim, until next week, where can the listeners find out more about you? Well, I'm on Meverse. Uh, <laughs> if you have a uh, Wii there's U. A, there's a, a plug. Uh, T. Chatton is my Meverse uh, name. T-C-H-A-T-E-N. I'm also that same handle on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love some more Meverse friends. And um, we should probably share our 3DS friend codes on the website at some point. It'd be fun. Ooh, we should do that. Actually, we might put them into the show notes. And, yeah. Uh, and, that, and that way, everybody at home can beat Timothy and Mario Kart 2. And you can be my Animal Crossing friend, because we didn't get to talk about that yet. And no, I, I, actually, I, I want to talk about Animal Crossing, but we'll do it next week, because I'd like to yeah, get a bit week. more I'm, in-depth I'm into hooked. it. I am hooked. Mm-hmm. Cool <laughs> stuff. All right, and for anything related to me, simply head across to markgreentree.com. Well, thank you for listening and subscribing. We'll be talking more about E3 and the new games coming out next week. Uh, so please stay subscribed, and uh, if you want to give us some feedback, we'd love to hear from you. So until next week, take care. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohn from the Tech Fan Podcast. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Stoplight Network. Stoplight is a community of podcasters. We're a group of people who are passionate about podcasting, and we're looking for people who have either existing or new podcasts who might be interested in joining us. So check it out at www.stoplightnetwork.com. And while you're at it, check out our show, the Tech Fan Podcast, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts.